What'd you just say about me? Podcast 40, 40, 40, 40. Oh, John. Oh, okay, looks good. Okay. Okay. Um. Oh, you, you, just now you had your phone out and I saw Black Widow. We get to see that in like under a week. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. Like Far From Home was the last one. Jeez, that was so long ago. And it's pretty cool. I really, no way I'm going to be working. I think I forgot to tell them I'd be doing that. But if I was like, I don't think I, I put my availability on Friday to 9 anyways. So. Oh, yeah, you're good then. Yeah, um, yeah I took the day off. Uh, I also took vacation off, but like some days I'm, there's already, because there can only be three people off or guaranteed, and I was the fourth on like the middle three days. So I'm like, hopefully, because I can't come back at that point. If you need someone to cover your shift, Jack, I got you. All right, thank you, John. But we have not that much movie news, but the movie news we have is pretty... Freaking interesting, if I might say so myself. So let's talk about the first thing, the big thing, the Spider-Man suits. Before we get into the connotation of any of them, let's go through them. Thoughts. First off, black and gold. It's growing on me a little bit. It's not bad, but I just, I don't know, it's just... It is disappointing that he's not sticking with the red and black. It's also disappointing he's not making his own. That, and also it's just disappointing that he's had like 10 different suits. This Why is he Iron Man? Yeah, no, I, I... Hey, part of me is okay with it because like I have, I like the co- I costumes and stuff so like part of me I just wish that but the red the red black and gold has grown on me though it's so far from like red and blue mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of funny um yeah I would have I mean the black and uh, black and red one's my favorite live action suit so like I'm obviously gonna be a little bit disappointed that. Though, um, I'm thinking, and I heard somewhere that, like, he wears the red and black for most of it anyway. It's, you know, it's probably so he looks different than the other Spider-Men that are in the movie. Oh. Um, and then he the... looks the most different than all of those I anyways. know. It's like, they don't really need it. Um, but then the black and gold one, once again, I hope I like it, but Night Monkey-ish in the sense of, like, I hope it's in a couple scenes. Yeah, that's what cool I thought little, it was going to be like. Cool little thing. Though, I thought, but, so I watched a video on it, and, um... This, dumb, this dumbass, I think it seems like heavy spoilers, I'm calling you out, um, said that he had a plot leak, and he said, check out the video if you want to hear it, and then proceeded to say that um, <laughs> that uh, that he that's his final suit, like that's the suit he's making for the next movie. Wait, the black and gold one? Yeah. Yes. I hope it's not true. Like, you've got to have at least red or blue. Actually, reds, I think. At this point, kind of an important one, but mm-hmm. like, I hope it's not true. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they're all right. I just I'm a little disappointed at the fact that he doesn't get the red and black one forever, or red and blue. Would have been cool if he went back. But uh, and then we got one. Well, let's take a look. So they are in the Sanctum Sanctorum. We know that now. Wong's got a new costume. Doctor Strange does not. But Wong's costume has like a yellow coat. I don't know if that's a costume or he's just wearing a yellow coat. But I don't know. We didn't get any pop or anything to elaborate on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Doctor Strange has an interesting pop Funko thing. But it, it kind of makes sense because they already he has the same costume, so they're not going to make a new one. Mm-hmm. But he's wearing like just a gray shirt with a, a blue puffy jacket over it, and then yellow boots, probably as a reference to the comic mm-hmm. suit. And then he has the Eye of Agamotto, but obviously no time stone. That one guy who half his stuff is like real and half his stuff yeah. is like just jokes. He said that he's obviously has a shovel to bury the other Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and and there's like, like 
once again, this heavy spoilers on the sucker, when he's going over all the toys, he was like, you, like, that little back part in the Sanctum Sanctorum, he's like, uh, Spider-Man's gonna go down to the Sanctum Sanctorum basement and find a mystery, or something will be revealed, or something, so. I just want a trailer. Yeah, well, this, this is also probably a good sign that we're getting one soon, mm -hmm. because the Lego and the Pop were both official things, like, official releases by the company, so unless... I don't know, like, I feel like, because it was so timed weird, too. Like, I the Lego one came out in the morning, and then it was, like, right afterwards, the pop. They're building up so much hype for it, do you know what? Everyone wanted it that one day, and now they they had this get leaked, and then they did the Tom and Zendaya thing. They planned and, that. Yeah, and then there's that, too. That's why is, like, they're so trying shocked. to just build it up. I don't get, I never understand that, because now what happens? Like, what, like, what if they break up, and then they... People have, have broken beef. up and, and have had to work together. I know. Sucks for them. Yeah, you just keep Tom Holland. You just keep a professional. Zendaya, I love you still. That's Tom Holland. Yeah, he's British. British. He's British, and he's short and small. Tom Holland. That is true. How tall is he even? I don't know. I feel if if he pulls a Vin Diesel and he's like, <laughs> yeah, there's so many people on TikTok I see, he's and not. maybe just how they have it angled, and they all say they're six foot, and I'm like. No. You look like you'd be five you look like you'd be five five. <laughs> yeah, uh Vin Vin. Oh my god. Vin's like, no trust me, man. I am. Tom Holland. I have some more Vin's TikToks to show you. He's five eight. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I thought he I thought he was five eight. I don't know why, but oh, I, I feel like Harry I looked Holland. Up. Harry Holland looks like a toad. <laughs> I feel like I looked up Tom Holland's height at one point. I don't know. Five eight is just an average height for Tom Holland. For British people. <laughs> oh, Fuck British people, I can say that because I checked our analytics on the podcast and it was like 0.01%. We have weird ones. I know, I know, but on the on the anchor thing, it's like 0.01% UK, but oh. like we have like six viewers, six listeners, so it's like, that means zero, I think. So I can say it. Yeah. Hopefully people don't come back and look for this, the British. Oh. <laughs> you might be screwed, Jim. Uh, what if I catch the British? What? <clears throat> you you know, catch them? Like, like a disease? Oh, oh, the British. Yeah, oh, and you like the British. Yeah. In a British accent. Yeah, like, Ugh, you you get all messed up. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm like, I can't afford braces now. This is so sad. Um, we also have an interview with Taika with TT. Oh, actually, I want to talk about something. Uh, another Spider-Man thing. So you see, like when Kevin Feige was kind of throwing shade at Alfred Molina yeah. all over the Black Widow from here. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. He's mad at him. But like that makes. I still don't know how he's gonna fit in there. And uh, and I also oh yeah and another heavy spoilers leak his TikTok came up and it was just a bit from the plot leak video so I saw a bit of it all <laughs> it was is that Willem Dafoe was in it but why would you say this to me Jack no we know. I would want to be surprised by Willem's big cock oh my god what if he's naked <laughs> why would it be <laughs> what if like this what if he says Godspeed Spider Man <laughs> <laughs> if he says Godspeed Spider Man I'm like walking out of the room like. I'm like, that's all I need. I don't need to watch any more movies. I'm, that's it. Um, Why are they bringing all the dead characters back, though? That's what I'm confused. I'm like, okay, Doc Ock makes sense. He falls into a little literal sun, so if you want to explain the multiverse, whatever, you can do that. Like, how does Green Goblin come back? Is he picked from, like, right before? He's literally what? impaled by himself. I know. Godspeed, Spider-Man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude. Some days, Spider-Man 1 is my favorite. That movie is so good. That's classic. So good. I remember going to the premiere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We love you, Spider-Man! That's the New Yorker. The New Yorker. New York. 
Um, but Taika with T said that Thor 5 is possible, but not currently happening. Uh, I hope it happens. I'm, I'm, not, I'm assuming it would happen. I mean, what if Thor 4 sucks? Well, because, like, I don't think Jane Foster is going to be Thor. I just think she's going to die. Yeah. A, you get to close off Natalie Portman, who, like, hates every time she's been in a blockbuster. And then, also, she has cancer, probably, so. Yeah. Let's go cancer. Um, that's gonna be the one. F- not this. Uh, I was gonna say something. The one part we can cut out or have to cut out. Oh no, I don't care if you cut that out or not. Oh, I'm not going to. Good. <laughs> okay. Uh, next piece of news: Black Widow has a possible sequel. Or sequel is possible, but it wouldn't star Scarlett Johansson. Which I don't know why they say that. Like, why would they spoil that she dies? <laughs> we already saw her die Jane. I know but what if there's like a body switch And that wasn't the real I friend. saw that theory and that was so the stupidest dumb. thing I've ever so, seen It must not make any sense It's like why would Elena do that Yeah the, the one girl's gonna be the next Black Widow Black Widow isn't even the only Black Widow Yeah there's like everyone Everyone <laughs> yeah. in is Black Widow Everyone in Russia is a Black Widow Yeah and the spider <gasps> Don't want to do the Black Widow Oh I'd love to see If they make the Taskmaster just Stark tech I'm, it looks wa- like I'm it. walking out of the theater, Jack. I kind I don't know how to feel about that. Like, I kind of like it, but at this... I don't know. I don't like... His powers are kind of weird in the comics anyway. Yeah, but I hope, like, I hope that, like... He pretty much just has photographic memory. Yeah. Which I, like... I don't know. I just feel like... I think he's, like, dumb as fuck. He's, like, brain dead. I really hope they make him, like, he actually trained and knows how to at least fight, rather than it's just the Stark suit telling well, him yeah, what to do. Right? I mean, he has... Well, he knows how to fight baseline, because even if something told you exactly how to do it, and if you suck at punching you know like um smear okay. or like max no max is a pro boxer oh yeah sorry about that he'd kick my ass probably mm-hmm. uh, still. <laughs> black panther 2 has started filming in atlanta not africa but atlanta georgia why would i think it's africa well because off the podcast you were like don't they film black panther in africa I never said that. Yeah, you did. I never said that. You said, that. don't they film all the Marvel movies oh, yeah. in didn't, Africa and Congo? Didn't you say that they, they filmed Aquaman under the water? Yeah. Well, don't they? <laughs> yeah. How else would they get the hair like that? <laughs> um, Willem. Black Widow is rocking at an 83% around tomatoes. I don't know why I put, didn't put that next to the Black Widow news, but whatever. Um, so, uh-huh. not great, but as we know, never trust Rotten Tomatoes. Forrest Gump had a 77. Oh, and I checked. Um. So you know how I said I, I literally have a list on Letterboxd where I've ranked every movie I've seen? Mm-hmm. I think it was not five. It was like, number five is the thing. I think it was like 14-ish. So still pretty high. Um, but the funny thing is that review I just saw for Black Widow oh, on Instagram number nine. said the best Marvel movie, period. Well, I've seen best Marvel movie. I've seen like Winter Soldier good. I've seen one of the worst. I've seen doesn't fulfill. I've seen all that stuff, so... It seems, uh, and then I've seen just the baseline, like, yeah, it's good. Of course it is, but, like... I'm still most excited for Shang-Chi. I'm, here's, and I also, for Spider-Man, like, my, my hype is higher than ever. I'm, I'm most hyped for that now, but, like, but what I'll say is that my faith in it has, with the suits, dipped down a bit. That, and it just seems like so much is happening. Yeah, because, like... What a wasted potential. And like, okay, I get the fact that when they did that postcard scene, they didn't know that they were going to have the chance to do the multiverse. Mm-hmm. So like, 
I get that, but still, you could have then waited a movie or something like that because he doesn't have his own story. And if and I'm curious if like Sony vetoed Craven use because they wanted to make a movie with him. But like, I feel like the obvious story is like Craven and Chameleon, because like secret identity and being revealed, and so like Chameleon can take and Craven's his brother, and it kind of fits, I think. But like. They should bring back the actor from Iron Man 2 and make him Craven. Mickey Rourke? Yeah. That would movie suck. <laughs> that guy had, like... He was, like, a goat for a while in Hollywood, and then he got, like, plastic surgery and fell off. He was in the best Marvel movie. <laughs> for one reason. The suit-up scene. Oh, my God. It's so nice. The only reason. If only Terrence Howard was in it. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. That would have been so weird. Don Cheadle destroyed the role that they barely gave him. I thought, yeah, I thought you were trying to say, like, he ruined it. I was like, what are you trying to say, Jack? Yeah, Don Cheadle's to go. Terrence Howard, I mean, hmm, I guess RD Day was, RDJ was kind of a dick to him. Yeah. You know, whatever. He, no one's nice in Hollywood. Oh, did so. you see Robert Downey Jr. change his Twitter header now? Like, his picture? What was it? His background. For, since he's, it's like, he's had Twitter, it's been Iron Man. Now he changed it? It's changed now, because it's his new manager. Oh, and he unfollowed, unfollowed every Marvel person. person. And they unfollowed him. That's crazy. Yeah. Fuck your new manager. Oh, I, I listened to um, the Quentin Tarantino podcast with Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. And uh, they talked, they brought, brought up like consistently, like how horrible like agents and managers are. Mm-hmm. Like, um, oh, what was the example? I'm pretty sure Mickey Rourke was supposed to play Kurt Russell's character in Death Proof. But, and he was like, yeah. And then they got the agent in and he was like, you want him. So give me more money. And he was like, fuck you. I'll get Kurt, Kurt Russell. And Kurt Russell just read the role, so it's like, you know, fuck agents. Fuck <laughs> managers. What? Like, you don't even really need them. And, like, how does... Yeah, like, all right, what does... I, the only reason RDJ needs them is because he probably couldn't take all the calls he gets about roles that people mm-hmm. want him in. But, like, I, how, how does that conversation happen? Is he like, all right, we need to distance you from Iron Man, so change your profile. Oh, okay. Now unfollow all your friends unless, that you worked for for over a decade. Unless he just did it, like the manager just went and did it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's probably what happened because he definitely doesn't run every aspect of this. Yeah. Manager. So, like, there's there's yeah. a certain point you get to where you probably don't even really need a manager. It's like you just let you don't let a nobody come to you. You let the famous people come to you. Yeah. Exactly. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Like. And Wes Anderson. We'll talk about how just stacked these casts are when we get to them. It's crazy. Grand Budapest, I think I have like 20 names. I couldn't believe that um, I I liked Voldemort. Oh, yeah. I know. Pardon well, me. it's because he has a nose now. Yeah, I know. It just, it, like, it just it feels so wrong in my head, you know? It shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. But Voldemort was kind of right. <laughs> Fuck my bloods. He was pretty much... Oh, I was going to say something. He's pretty much Hitler. Yeah. 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 And then wasn't he in Schindler's List as well? Mm-hmm. He was the bad guy in that, too. Um, not as good as Hans Landa in Inglorious Bastards, but mm-hmm. he's a pretty good Nazi. Did it well. I guess he plays the bad guy well. You would know. I would know. <laughs> um, my whole family's a Nazi. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. I love you, Dad. And Mom. Um, Don't send me to camp. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Elizabeth Olsen had some stuff to say about Doctor Strange 2 that I didn't feel like writing down. Let's go look at that on my Instagram where I saved it. 
Oh, it says Thor 4 wraps on the back. I thought it said Thanos 4 wraps. I was like, what? <laughs> I saw a stupid rumor from like one of those like small comic pages that tries to just make shit up. And it was like, um, Th- uh, Thanos' son is being introduced into the MCU and he's going to resurrect his dad. Oh, I forgot Thanos had a son. For, not in the movies. In the comics, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what so I mean. I that, forgot he had a son. Yeah. Um, so here's how Elizabeth Olsen says. The horror genre... F- or wait, a little... I think this is this is typed out weird, so I'm gonna say it weird. Elizabeth Olsen describes Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness as having the horror genre feeling of constant fear and thrill and misleads. She also compares it to the horror, the scariest parts of Temple of Doom, which, you know, Temple of Doom is what you know created the PG-13 rating and all that because it was like in between rated mm-hmm. R, but Steven Spielberg was like, "Fuck you, I'm not making this rated R. It's not rated R. It's growing on me." I know. Boss Logic literally makes anything look good. Yeah, that's true. Like all, all artists, like all digital artists, can. I know, but Boss Logic. I mean, he's a boss. It's in his name. I mm-hmm. think he just absolutely destroyed that niche of the internet. But yeah, I saw that and I was like, man, that looks cool. Mm-hmm. Though I don't think the actual suit would have the red. I don't think so either. But I hope it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> that looks a little off. Like I said, I said like the Spider-Man suits need red. Not like that though. <laughs> no, but they're just like on the fingertips of like a green. I think the suit. only reason I think it looks good on that one is because the black and red background probably. Um, so the Shang-Chi trailer, uh, Kevin Feige confirmed while he was roasting the shit out of Alfred Molina, uh, that it was Abomination and Wong fighting. Just, Wong got the shit beat out of him. I know. How, though? Oh, and now, also, so I saw someone say that, like, Dr. Strange had a shovel because he was cleaning up, like, the Sanctum Sanctorum from Infinity War, like, when half the people were gone, but I'm like... Dude, at that at the point of No Way Home, that was like a year or like at least five months ago. Mm-hmm. He'd have a clean by now. He has magic. Yeah. Um, they should make him like a. You know how there was homeless Odin. Yeah. They should do that with Doctor Strange. <laughs> Seems like they're going. If that pop is real. Um, but I'm assuming that like Loki destroys the timeline or like I, my theory is that you know since they have to do these magic things like the Sanctum Sanctorum is kind of a hub of magic. So when the multiverse breaks open. It breaks open there or something, mm-hmm. and that may be where that secret tunnel in the back leads. Who knows? Like a portal to a different dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. I just heard everything you said, and I kind of understood. I just when you said Loki, I kind of got distracted. Why? It's just literally oh. miles ahead of the other Marvel shows. I'm not even kidding. It like is actually emotional too. Yeah, uh, emotional. We'll talk about it. And it's so good. I'm so, yeah, it's great. I'm so excited for episode five. Like, I've been excited about all the other ones, but this one's miles ahead of the yeah, other Yeah, I think I'm the most engaged in this one. Like, yeah. counting down the days to the next episode. <laughs> I wish I could go back and change my ratings for the other episodes for the other shows. Oh, yeah. I mean, I still... Is... I don't know. I feel like, as a whole, those shows were, are worse, but I still think episode by episode, they're they're good to great. Yeah, I don't... I'm I trying just, to think of, I feel like, like this one follows, episode. like, an actual show aspect rather yeah, than other I'm trying ones. to think of, like, a... Like, there isn't really a bad episode of any of those. Bad. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I would say yeah, it might just uh, be more meh. I don't no. know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so now we have some DC stuff. Tobias Menzies. I don't know if he's done anything important, but he's cast as was cast or is being cast as Sinestro in that Green Lantern TV show. I like Sinestro. He's a really cool guy. He's a good guy, dude. Green Lantern like sucks. The movie? I saw your review on it. No, all the movies, like. Oh. All, even the animated ones are all because they all tell the origin story for some reason. Even even this one, Justice League one, had his origin story. I've seen the origin story. His origin story four times. 
I have seen Sinestro go from green to yellow four times. Good. I don't care. I don't like Sinestro anymore. It's a very his stupid little stupid mustache and his big stupid don't ass. Don't say hair. that about Sinestro. And his purple fucking skin. I'm racist to those poor purple people. You don't like Thanos? Yeah. I don't like Thanos. Fuck Thanos. What's that right there? Ah, uh, Dumbledore. Dumbledore. No, there's a Thanos pot figure Dum right there. Dumbledore. Oh, not that. Oh, those were on for once, and whatever. Um, no, I, that is not Thanos actually, and that's not purple. It's olive. Um, um <laughs> it's grape colored. It's grape. Flash had a leaked trailer. Someone got fired and then leaked the trailer. Oh yeah, I heard about this. So I, I, I watched it. Not much about like the movie was. Oh wait, I watched like half of it until the part where he's like, "There's two brute," and then I just clicked off. Oh, I didn't even see the. Trailer. I just saw the pictures. I think he said there's two Batmans. Um, well, I got like right around. He said something about Batman, and then he I has gold boots. He's saving babies. This may be the weirdest thing ever. This, this, I think no, no, like it wasn't an actual trailer. Trailer. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh yeah, it was yeah. Like with yeah, a so. sit down thing, so that's not like gonna be. In, that's not like what's actually I in know. the movie. Um, so nothing really special other than yeah, uh, we knew this. Michael Keaton's in it. But there's like a spoiler character, but for some reason, whoever leaked this had the decency to cover the spoiler. <laughs> so he was like, I'll leak the trailer, but like, uh, you guys. Let me see who it you is. You can't tell who it is, because that little gray part, it's just like, people are thinking. That's Ben Affleck. They say he's writing them off. Uh, my guess is Clark, Dick Grayson, Cyborg, Catwoman. That's a lot of guesses. Well, he guessed like seven people. It's like, my he guess is. the entire uh, Justice uh, 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 League, uh, uh, the only people we've seen The Flash yeah. interact with. Um. Yeah, I'm assuming it can't be Reverse Flash because he's like teamed with them. Unless in this movie, Reverse Flash pretends to be his friend for a little bit. That pulls a Mysterio. Well, Reverse Flash kind of he starts out with the intention to be a good guy, and then like he he goes back in time. Uh, I guess if this is his introduction, then that makes sense. But I can't remember in the I can't remember from the comics he go the Reverse Flash goes back in time or goes forward in time. He goes back. Yeah, the he's from Flash, the future. No, I know there's there's different times where the first time Barry Allen. Went, will meet reverse flash like he either goes back he flash goes to the future reverse flash comes back meets his idol you know yeah, and yeah. realizes he's destined to be his enemy <laughs> so that could be that i guess um nah, i don't know i mean it feels like reverse flash has to be in this because that's flashpoint but this isn't even flashpoint anymore yeah so i know one of the one of the things is he goes back in time once works with barry he's a good guy for a little bit then he goes back in time again cape mm. and then Christian Bale Batman? Yes. And then he goes back in time again and he sees him with Wally West and he gets jealous and Wait. he's like, you forgot about me. Yeah. That doesn't have a cape though. I don't know. Um, yeah, so like... He has a Black trunk. Adam. <sighs> no. Dwayne. He's not big enough. Dwayne. He needs to like... Why is he doing Black Adam training right now? What does he need to do? But yeah, I don't get it when he's like, I'm training for... No, you're, you're training constantly. Like yeah. you're not training for a movie, you're training for life. Um, Aquaman 2 has begun filming. I'm not going to watch the movie. I think The Rock's at the point where he doesn't even... He, he just doesn't even need to do anything anymore. Yeah, too many steroids. Also, he's so he's so old at this point. Like, what, what does he need to be... He definitely can't get it up. For? Yeah, he definitely can't get it up. I know it. I know his dick is small, too. Um, yeah. Are you going to watch Aquaman 2, John? No. Good. I'm just... I'm still just confused by the rock because he's like he's still like working out for size. When you get to that point, you don't need to be doing as much, and you can still maintain it. Yeah, 
Like, is he, I mean, I guess he's trying to get bigger. How? Why? I don't know how. He's at this point where he doesn't need to. I don't know how, why, or well, I was going to say when, but all the time. I think that's all he does. We'll drink with him. We'll have a drink with him. Oh, yeah. Dude, I know a glass would be like, he'd hold it like a... Oh, my like God. A, I don't know. I don't even know. I'd tell you like a, like, a, like a quarter. He'd be like, we'd be like this, and he'd be like... Yeah. You mm-hmm. guys can see that, right? Coins. Um, miscellaneous news. This is the best piece of news that's come out of this week. Fast and Furious passed X-Men to be the fifth biggest franchise in the box office history. That's so sad. It made $400 million worldwide. <laughs> Yo. Wait, wait, this last one? Yeah. They go to... F- they go to Space. <laughs> Just because you're self-aware doesn't make it any less stupid. I showed like, you the clip with Vin, yeah, right? Yeah, I, and, I, and I saw it. I saw, like, the whole entire scene. Yeah, it's literally, like, he's, like, Ludacris is, like, damn, this is a far away from the garage, man. He's, like, I can't believe we're in space. He's, like, shut up, bro. He's, like, no one's going to believe this. Please, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it's so bad now. What happened? What happened? I don't know if it was ever good, though. I never watched it. No, it was never good. <laughs> I don't... Uh, it's it was just only like good with Pablo. <laughs> it was for Pablo. Oh, did you see the postcard? Yeah, or whatever. Oh, people think Pablo is coming Pablo, back. Pablo, because it's his car or something. Yeah, and then like his, his like brothers look so much like yeah. him. And then you remember, uh, you know, Vin. He's like, Fast Ten is just to memorize Pablo. It's for Pablo, man. So maybe Pablo's in it. So here's the thing, Vin. Fast Ten Eleven's the last one. So like, he's not giving the last one to Pablo. He's just like. Like, you can have, like, the 10th one. Yeah. The, the 11th one's about him. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> no, Pablo, this one's for me, man. Yeah. Probably has Pablo, like, chained up in no, his No, no, 11's the, the crossover with Jurassic World. Oh, God. I mean, might as well at this point. No, Tony Stark, actually. <laughs> I think Vin, I think Dom Toretto would beat Tony Stark. <laughs> he's like, he's like ever, ever since, ever, like, for the longest time, there's been, a, there's been rumors about a crossover with Tony Stark. <laughs> Who, Vin? Who said that? Tell me who said <laughs> I've that. I've never, ever heard that. <laughs> no one has ever said that. Um, Tarantino considers Kill Bill 3 to be his final movie with Maya Hawke as the daughter of you know, Uma Thurman. The, what's her name again? She doesn't have a name. I forget what they call her, though. I don't know. Um, but yeah. So, or The Bride. The Bride. That's it. So, uh, no. I don't want that. Plus, plus, he considers one and two one film, so that would have to be the just another like part of those. So that wouldn't mm-hmm. be his final film. He had to do one more. Yeah, but you should, you should t- you should go on Rogan's podcast and talk to Quentin. Yeah, I'll be like, I did watch it. I can't believe some of the people Joe Rogan gets on there. I know. Um, but yeah, he said he was like, yeah, this is still gonna be my final film. Quentin Tarantino, he's kind of annoying. I lie, but he's like such a fascinating person that I just I love. I'm, it was an enjoyable listen. I'm not total. I'm not totally done. I got an hour left. Hopefully, there isn't anything like bombshell that I would have been able to drop I'm on here. About Jeff Goldblum getting his fingers chopped off. What? In uh, Grand Budapest. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about. I was like, did his? Oh, not not Jeff Goldblum. Ariel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my audition. <laughs> 
Oh, Haley Berry ever. <laughs> I wonder if anyone is going to understand what we're even talking about. <laughs> it's such a, it's, it would be so sad if they didn't. Love, Lovecraft Country has been canceled. I didn't watch it, but I guess it was all right. It's like, I don't know what that is. Um, it, Lovecraft, you know, Cthulhu, like monster people, but it's like, Cthulhu. but it's just like regular people. And then there's just like an octopus in the background. That's pretty much what Cthulhu is. Um, yeah. He's, I believe he's real. He's just kind of... I hope he's real. I'd be sick as hell. I mean, I hope... I, I, here's what I hope. I hope I'm dying on the Circus McGurkis. And then, like... <laughs> and Cthulhu just, just pops I, like, A hand just takes the top off. And I'm like, damn. And then, <laughs> like, I'm already dead. Uh, that would be the dream. I'd be like, oh, so it is real. Do you want to go um, treasure hunting in the ocean? Oh, yeah. Because there's, like, an estimated, like, a billion dollars worth of treasure in the ocean. Yeah. And it's international waters. You can keep it, Jack. True. True. Or we can just like I saw Sal talking about it. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm his podcast. Uh, I love Sal, man. I literally <laughs> ended up following his podcast. It's so good. The new Impractical Joker season is great, by the way. Some funny shit on there. I love Impractical. Oh my god, bro! I have the biggest crush on Sal. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Herb, yes sir. Uh, okay, so Fab, uh, whatever. What, what's his name? Vin Diesel said that there's a Cypher spinoff, who I think is like the villain of like the. Maybe this one or like the last one or something. She has like a weird haircut. It's like oh, short uh, and what, it goes her right name? below Charlie her. Charlie Yeah. or whatever. Charlie Theron. Yeah. Yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cypher spinoff. There's also going to be a Don Toretto spinoff. <laughs> With his daughter. With <laughs> his daughter. It's for Pablo. <laughs> um, it turns out him and Pablo met in kindergarten. Oh my gosh. He's like, they're, they're like, so you met when you guys were on the first set of Fresh Fridays? He's like, no. We've been with it for the beginning of the line, man. We just didn't know it yet. We were just driving in the same car, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so there's an alien TV series, and it's not gonna have, not gonna have Ripley. I don't care. Mm. You know how he sounds a little bit different than he used to now, Dom. No. No, like Vin in his interviews. Oh, he sounds. He a lot sounds more than stupid. Dom. Yeah, I'm just imagining him in that that voice saying, "There was this one time in kindergarten, man. The bus driver, he." He got knocked out, so I had to drive the bus to school. <laughs> when did you start street racing? One time, man, we were just, we were just all on the bus together, man, <laughs> and they all started crying for help, man, and I took it up. Oh, I drove man. the bus from Route seventy eight, then to Prairie High, not Prairie High School, just, Prairie Elementary. He looks so different in his interviews. It's weird. I love I love his little Groot jacket that he wore for like the Endgame thing. Like who made that? Every, I like to think he made that you himself. Know, you know when there was like the ten years thing and all the Marvel people gathered together. When every time I see that and I see Vin Diesel walking, I'm like, why is he there? And then I remember. Yeah, yeah it's like I'm in these movies too. Okay. I wonder how many people he goes up to and he's like, you want to be in Fast Nine? You want to be in Fast Nine? You want to be in Fast Nine? <laughs> You want to play my brother? He goes up to like. He goes up to Chris. He goes up to Don Cheadle. No, he goes to Don Cheadle. Like, you can be my brother, you know. Okay, we gotta go take this photo. And then he goes up to Chris Hemsworth and he's like, "You could be our older brother." He's like, "Damn, you're kind of small now." Yeah. Oh, and then he's like, he he sees Robert Downey Jr. He just punches him. He's like that. They wanted this man. <laughs> well, Vin, what a character. I don't know where this comes from, but GTA 6 is supposedly coming out. 2025. Dude, think about how old we'll be, Jack. <laughs> we were eight 
years old when the first one came out. Or when five came out. I think how old we'll be. And we're going to be... How old are we going to be? Wait, what year is it? 21? Yeah. So we're going to be 20. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Here's the thing. I don't even, like, get the point at this point, right? Because, like, everyone's grinded. It will mm-hmm. literally be 12 years on GTA 5, and then you have to, like, restart. Yeah. I don't... I'm definitely going to get it. Get that. I don't know. Just because it's GTA. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just going to wait till it comes out for free in, like, eight years. I'm just going to drive it. Yeah. Driving it. That's it. You know, Bill Burnham said that really when he was, like, when he was, like, I'm following the rule on GTA 5. Oh, I'm I've like, done that before. I'm like, yeah, you know you're something. You're going through something where you're, like, 45. All right. I'll go. I'll go that speed. Instead of driving over every pedestrian yeah. and trying to get to the next race. <laughs> you, just, you just stop at the lights, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stop sign? All right, fine, fine. The streets of LA. That's but you know Vin never does that. Vin is in, yeah he's never not even in real life. Yeah, <laughs> he causes all the accidents. Knives Out has started filming in Greece, and we also saw that Ethan Hawke and unfortunately the first bad cast member Jada Pickett Smith had joined the. Why is she there? I don't know. I think they tried to get Will Smith, but she took oh. the, she took the call. And they just addressed it as, like, Mr. Smith, and she just heard, like, Smith. And like, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if she's done that. <laughs> like, she's gotten a call at her house. It's like, farewell. And, and she's, she's like, like, I'll do it. <laughs> she's like, Smith? She, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, or she just doesn't tell Will about a role he got. Probably, probably. It's like, uh, you want to be in a... We want Will from a Marvel movie. He's like, hmm, okay. Just, she was in Gotham, so she just up. hangs up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, it looks it looks snazzy. They're on a yacht, so I think that I'm getting the vibes that they may go, may go like the other direction. Like it was like this nice, warm, oh yeah, cozy yeah. like single house. Maybe oh, they're in like the streets of Greece. It's gonna be like Greece. death on an isle. Hmm. People are excited for that movie for some reason. I don't know. Did why. we watch? Did we all watch the same movie? <laughs> well, I mean, also think about who's in it. A cannibal. Yeah. <laughs> and Gal Gadot. Like, who cares? She got canceled too. She did for supporting Israel. <laughs> for isn't that like her home country? Yeah. <laughs> what the heck is wrong with you? I don't even like Gal Gadot. That's so weird. I don't know the logistics, so hopefully I won't get canceled for saying this. But like you know, yeah, it's her home country. Um, so they're filming in my home country. Yeah. Well, on technicality, is that your home country technically? Is that how that works? Because she's yeah. from Israel, right? I'm from Greece, yeah. But you were born, born in Naperville. I was not born in Texas. Um, no, I'm from Greece. Um, hmm. No. Have you been to Greece? No, I've been wanting to go my entire life. No, I'm going to book a ticket. with my with. Uh, I'm going to save up my money and book a ticket to Greece. You, you need an adult. No. For the, at least for two years. We'll go together. Okay. And then we'll burn it. No, I want to go to Greece. Fine, I want to go to Greece so we'll burn badly. How far? Because I also want to go to Rome. We'll take like a road trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go around Europe, except. Uh, and then we get we get lost, and we're like, well, we're fucked. I know. Well, okay, this is what we'll do. We'll go. We'll spend like a really long time in Europe. You know, yeah. go all all around, do a lot of sightseeing and stuff to end off our trip. You know how people like kill myself off the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> people like like fire push work. push. The Leaning Tower of Pisa and run away. <laughs> no, people like fireworks at the end of trips and like at the end of stories, you know? So we'll go Send to... one right into the UK, but it's actually a nuclear missile. I was going to say we go to the UK and burn it. <laughs> Finish what we started. <laughs> um, it's just a joke. We're not going to commit arson Are yet. we incriminating ourselves? Yeah. 
So if anyone burns the UK, we're screwed. Like, mm-hmm. um, John was filming. John Cena? No, John Wick. Oh, I, th- I was like, John Wick Four. That's filming. Is filming. For a split second, I thought you were talking about me. I was like, what? So did I. I the Wick kind of looked like it was, and I was like, John was filming. When? <laughs> uh, John Wick Four filming. Okay. Uh, cool. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. Um, hope he uses another pencil. And this is really good for you, John, or not. Ron Perlman is voicing Optimus Prime now, replacing whoever did it before. But I like his voice. I don't. Because it reminds me of those shitty-ass movies. Autobots, roll out. It is kind of cool at the end of that Transformers Rodney he's like, good job, guys. He gives his whole speech, and then the music starts playing. Ah! And, ah! Then, and then it goes to black, directed by Michael Bay. And then you die. That's it. That's the end. You're stuck in there forever. I don't know, because you were talking about seeing a movie and dying. I just remembered I was scared originally to see uh, the third Batman movie because I was there. I remember the whole shooting thing happened, and I was scared. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was scared in the theater that I was going to get shot. Yeah, you said that. Yeah. When we reviewed The Dark Knight Rises, which you guys should check out. Even On our YouTube channel. Long time ago. Long, long time ago. We're getting close to 100 subs. I know. We're there. Almost there. I was about to say, we're not there. We're Jeff. not there. Close, though. Yeah. I mean, the people listening are obviously subscribed. Right, guys? Right, guys? Anywho, that's all the news. Pretty light week, though. We're able to drag that out pretty well. You suckers. Oh, it's not the end. Jack. <laughs> uh, it's not like we would monetize this. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Imagine you guys don't you started monetizing this and you're making, like, a cent from each podcast and you've just been keeping it in secret. And I'm like, fuck you, John. I made a dollar off the podcast. <laughs> I, would, I would have made, like, 40 cents. Oh, that's a lot of money, Jack. I, I could buy... And then you have to do taxes. Yeah, I'm like, they're like, we'll take 20 cents. What the fuck? What do you mean? Oh my God. <laughs> do they, could they even tax 40 cents? Yeah, they would. They'd, try not. They'd be like, give me 0.001. Fuck you. No. Um, but now we're going to talk. I literally forgot to say that we're doing Wes Anderson movies off the top. And, oh, yeah. Um, we are doing those. It's in the title. Though, we so. also got to talk about what we've been watching. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm going to forget about that. Um, I watched a lot of stuff. Cause I, I didn't watch that much. I watched three animated dc movies a night not mm. every night but a couple of them so i finished jessica jones it's pretty good pretty good pretty good i started luke cage pretty good pretty good so far i like um i like mahershal ali he's pretty cool mm-hmm. and uh i like luke cage there was something else i watched because i remember i went on my flickster but i can't remember what i watched stop giving them the plug john i i watched some some other stuff but all i can remember watching i watched season two of peaky blinders um, and then I watched In the Heights. Oh, why did you watch that? I was just like, fuck? I'll see it. And um, then I'll, I'll do a review of uh, on our TikTok. Of, in the Heights? I feel like it's a wasted slot. I'm not even going to lie. What? In the Heights review? Yeah. A, A, it's In the Heights and B. But it's... so many people use that sound. I don't know, man. Maybe. The one where it's like, Vanessa. I don't know. Oh, you foolish man. I don't fucking... I'm not over there, man. I forgot what I said I watched. So, I'm just gonna, like, go for it, man. Superman, Brainiac, Attacks. Shit. Superman, Doomsday. Alright. Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase. Fucking slaps. Five stars. Oh, I watched this pretty shitty horror movie with Max. It was kind of predictable. What was it? It was called Hellfest. Yeah, sounds bad. <laughs> Justice League, The New Frontier. 
All right. Batman Gotham Knight. All right. The Scooby-Doo Project. Interesting. Wonder Woman. All right. Green Lantern First Flight. All right. Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. Yeah. Superman, Batman, Apocalypse. Yeah, pretty good. Justice League, Crisis on Two Earths. Oh, good. Justice League, Doom. Yeah, good. Batman, Under the Red Head. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. All-Star Superman. No. Green Lantern, Normal Light. No. Yeah. Fantastic Mr. Fox. <gasps> no spoilers here. Oh, my God. That's it. And check out my letterbox where I have my every movie I've seen ranked. 322 movies. Do you know what my least favorite movie of all time is, John? What? Transformers? S. Darko. Told you this. Oh. <laughs> the movie's so bad. I'm trying to think about what else I watched. There's this one, like, Santa Claus movies. It's the worst-reviewed movie of all time. On Letterboxd. What did I watch? Nah. I also read more of Anthony Kiedis' book. This is making me mad. I don't know. And I... You know, Supergirl's pretty good, bad, too. And Catwoman. Oh, the movies? They're talking about the show. Oh. Well, you only like the show for one reason. I don't like the show, though, but... You like it for only one reason, Jack. There's... I think what you mean, there's only one aspect She's that I She's having a kid. There's only one aspect that I like. I don't like oh, the yeah. show for one reason. Mm-hmm. I don't like the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's having a kid. I'm gonna... Isn't it one of the, his, her husband or whatever? I'm assuming they're married. Isn't yeah. uh, he another like superhero or something? Yeah, yeah, they met on the show, I think. Oh. Hmm. What if what if when the show's over, they break up? That'd be crazy. Night swooping. John, I'm going to LA, man. I'll have fun with Margo while you do that. Mm. <laughs> no. Well, because she's still married. So. Uh... Does it seem like she... I've never heard her talk about her husband, so... Yeah, because... Like she cares? Because she knows what, what sells. And she also... With Will Smith, you know? So I think she'd be open to it. Entanglement. <laughs> Entanglement. No, I mean, I think that was before that, though. They got married pretty quick, I think. Who Could husband? be wrong. But, like, I think they did their movie together. Well, they did. In like, 2015 was the first one they did together, and then 2016. But if you take into account when they filmed it, it was probably 2014 and 2015... When they had their entanglement, and then she probably met her husband in like 2017, and they got married a year later, or two years. So, that timeline makes sense, actually. But that's like, dude, if they got married, that would have been the best Hollywood couple ever. Like, Will Smith was like the hottest man, and like... He's still pretty hot. He's still hot, and he's like fat now, mm-hmm. or something. And... We gotta talk about this. I wouldn't movie. like that couple, because I'd want it to be me. No, I think I think that if if you know they were they were or so, Michael B. Jordan. Also, she's literally from Australia, so she's she's chilling. She just grabs the snakes. You know, like yeah. I would I would not I would never be scared with her of a snake. Dude, you're kind of sounding weird now. No, I would never be scared with her. Oh, we're gonna talk about these movies now. John's creeping me out. Good. Oh Wes Anderson duo. First, we have Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm-hmm. It's a 2009 family slash comedy, has a 93 on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb. It was directed by Wes Anderson on an estimated budget of 40 million. And you want to know how much it made? It did not do well. It made 46 million. Yeah, I mean it's an independent. I'm pretty sure this. Pretty sure all of the movies had a uh, limited release. I'm pretty sure um, opening week it made 200 thousand. 
Yeah, I mean, they I, I the only trailer for anything he's made I saw ever was Isla Dogs. So like, I think I saw the trailer for this. I know I didn't. How would you have seen the dude? We were like I don't three. Know, I just remember see I don't I don't know why I just remember seeing unless I just saw it. I think else. you saw it. I don't think um, you saw the trailer. I went to a lot of movies at a young age, Jack. Yeah, but you were three, dude. I watched. The, I was watching The Walking Dead at this point. There, no, you weren't. It came out in 2010. <laughs> a year difference, Jack. Two! 2009. The trailer would have came out in 2008. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, so it stars George Clooney, Meryl Streep, Bill Murray, Jason Schwartzman. I don't know if that's the right pronunciation. It was nominated for two Oscars for Best Achievement in Music Written for Motion Picture Original Score and Best Animated Feature Film of the Year. Hell yeah. Deservingly. Yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, it took me way too long to realize that, that was George Clooney who played him. Oh, yeah, like, I was sitting there for 17 minutes, and I'm like, whose voice is this? And then once I realized it was George Clooney's, like, I couldn't get his face out of my head. Yeah, yeah, I was so surprised this was on Disney Plus, too. This was on Disney Plus? Yeah. I just used my flexor. Oh. As the, a couple of his movies are, I Love Dogs, Grand Budapest wasn't, but... I, I wonder why. Uh, that's funny. Um, CGI was only used <laughs> for one shot, and it was in the flooding of the Flint Mine. <laughs> oh my god. That was funny. That's, okay. Did you hear the fun fact, Jack? <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, good. And then, um, Willem Dafoe is the voice of the rat. Yeah. Yeah, I was... Well, because when I looked up the cast, I saw that too, and I and I like went back, and I'm like, oh yeah, baby, yes. oh yeah, because I know cast. he's in he's in he's in a lot, man. Maybe all of Wes Anderson's movies. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys are the same. I didn't like him in, um, what's it called? Oh, in Grand Budapest. Yeah, I know. I was a little angry at Willem there. Mm-hmm. Was but it- hey, hey, he makes up for his anger and. His- just monster penis. <laughs> Wes Anderson decided to have the actors shoot outside of a studio and on location. He said, we went out in a forest, went in the attic, went in the stable. We went underground for some things. There was a great spontaneity in recordings because of that. Hmm. So hmm. he just wanted to be more, like, I think he had the actors together. Yeah. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's a definitely a weird guy. Yeah. He, that, that, ah. Uh, Maybe it worked, but it sounds a little dumb to be honest. Like mm-hmm. you're just moving the things. Yeah. But like, uh, I mean, he he was doing stuff like that in Grand Budapest. He's mm-hmm. like, well, we'll talk about it. It's kind of funny. Uh, the original story by Raoul Dahl was written in a dark time of his life when one of his five kids died of measles and witnessed another die to water on the brain due to a car accident, and Dahl wanted to write a story about a father protector. Hmm. So. Yeah, I was, I was, I mean, I didn't know going in, this is based off like a book by Ronald Dahl. So I was like, because mm-hmm. it does kind of the same thing as Grand Budapest. I mean, Grand Budapest does it even more, where it like goes in, in, in. Mm-hmm. But this even starts with like the book. And yeah. It's like by Ronald Dahl. One of the that things that's cool. different from the movie and the book is that you never see the humans and the animals interact, like actually. So you don't uh-huh. even know if they can understand each other. Huh. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's that's something I like so much, but, like, it's so, like, fantastical. Mm-hmm. You see, like, the cornfields, and they're, like, all these warm tones that obviously a real one wouldn't be, and, like, because mm-hmm. I did think I'm, like, so, in this, is this, like, a, a different world where, like, animals can talk? But then, like, they, the wolf couldn't understand, but then he's, like, speaking French, Latin, English, mm-hmm. so I'm, like, so, yeah, they can, um, okay. The color scheme is mainly yellows, oranges, and browns, with 
barely any green or blue. Yeah. However, Christoph Nesson, I forgot how to pronounce his name. I was literally making sure like earlier I wouldn't mess this up. And then you messed yeah. it up. Uh, yeah, blue wardrobe was intentional to emphasize him being an outsider. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the colors, that's something about Wes Anderson movies, man. Well, I mean, I think these, this, these two that we talked about today are specifically kind of this, where like, it's a very specific color scheme throughout. Mm -hmm. And like, but this one, man, the warm colors are just so nice. Mm -hmm. The book by Dahl was the first ever book Wes Anderson ever owned, and he still has that same copy on his bookshelf. Wow, that's so. pretty crazy. I think that's so crazy that you get like your first ever book you get to make a movie about. Yeah, that is pretty cool. That's mm -hmm. wild. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious if like how he knows that was his first one or I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, when Mr. Kylie, when Mr. Fox and Kylie are planning, they have everything laid out in the fashion that Ryle Dahl would plan his stories. So like how he would storyboard and stuff. Oh, it's yeah. laid out in his study exactly. As, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Subtle nod. Uh, they used real animal hair for the puppets. Mm. The, 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 that was something that was so cool, too. That, like, they, because obviously hair would move. So, like, when they did this mm -hmm. picture by picture thing, it's like they actually let, like, let that, kept that in or, like, move and yeah. stuff. And it added, it just added so much character. I think mm -hmm. that's what his movies probably, like, he's up, actually, I think he has, like, the most distinct style of like any modern director even mm -hmm. of all time like, i really like it though yeah like quentin tarantino like you could tell it's his like a quentin tarantino movie mm -hmm. but like in the same sense it's like all you need is a frame of wes anderson movie like oh that's wes anderson yeah and i think that's kind of really cool mm -hmm. it took seven months to perfect the first mr fox puppet wow I guess that makes sense because I could see it looking like really creepy, mm -hmm. or that's that's crazy. That too takes cute or something. Seven months though to perfect this one puppet. I know. I mean, uh, yeah, because I mean, like Coral. I mean, Coraline is the same kind of style, and mm -hmm. so I think I think there was a lot of those same like long, long times of mm -hmm. production and stuff. There were five hundred and thirty-five puppets that were made for this movie, and one hundred and two of them were actually Mr. Fox. Jeez, yeah, that's insane. I mean, because. That because you have you have to like every face I think mm -hmm. so and all the different like subtle design yeah switches. yeah it's crazy mm -hmm. these are these these movies as much like they always like look really good but I think what's coolest about like these type of stop motion it's like the whole time I'm just like geez I mean this is like so much work it, mm -hmm. it's insane I would never make a stop motion animation I mean. I think I think it'd be it pay I think it I, th I don't know I mean it, just, it would it would be crazy because I mean it's so not like I'm the one that has to do it yeah. so I'm fine with it but geez. Yeah. I mean it'd probably be pretty boring days on set to be honest mm -hmm. while outside audio recording was almost ruined by a boat that passed by it gave Anderson the idea to keep it in and take and have a plane flying by in one of the shots oh yeah yeah I was wondering because like it held on the plane mm -hmm. I was like hmm that's there but i was just thinking it's like his movies are don't like to say it but they're kind of like quirky so it's kind of like maybe mm -hmm. it's just in there for the fun of it yeah he just said he liked it because it added another a new another thing for the movie he's a pretty weird dude <laughs> yeah he is uh this is the last movie to use the 1994 20th century flax logo oh wow rest in peace so now it's gone forever yeah and there's no version of it mm -hmm. disney's power <laughs> the monopoly pretty much um due to it being a family movie they say cuss instead of saying yeah. actual swear words yeah 
which um, most of the time you can fill in the blanks. Yeah, uh, you get it. But mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty pretty creative because Grand Budapest doesn't hold. I mean, that's rated hard. It doesn't hold back yeah. as much. I mean, it doesn't swear, does it? It does, but not very. Not really. The rated R comes from other aspects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, because when I so when we chose this. You, I think you said my thoughts on these movies were going to be negative. That was your prediction. Mm-hmm. Why is that? From how you said it. Oh. No, I love these movies. Oh, okay, because you, like, said it in a negative connotation. <laughs> I don't know. That wasn't like, the I point. guess we'll do Wes Anderson movies. I guess we'll do I'm, Mr. Fox. I'm going to take the credit. That was on purpose. I was throwing you off. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I absolutely love this movie. It's, like, I think, well, A, it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Very creative, like one of a kind. They're like literally. I think the only other movie like this is probably like Isle of Dogs, which is another Wes Anderson movie. So mm-hmm. not even isn't. It's not even like the same type of thing. Just and like I never knew where the plot was gonna go until it kind of found itself, and that was kind of that was fun because I was like, I was wondering if this was gonna be one of those movies where you just kind of like bask in the environment. But no, mm-hmm. Mr. Fox yeah. is a little, a little bitch in the beginning. Yeah, it's it's actually it's really enjoyable. You see. It's, I don't know, it's, I like the character arcs, obviously, you yeah. know, and it's, it is funny, and I just think it looks really good. Yeah, like, I mean, in his style, it, I think it, it's even more present in Grand Budapest, but it's here, too, where, like, like random inserts of just, like, the characters' faces, it's, like, that's probably one of the most comedic aspects of it, and I'm, like, like, there'll be, like, a weird moment, and you just, like, cut to Mr. Fox, and I think mm-hmm. that works really well. Um, also... Am I? Are you? Did you? When you saw that, uh, I forget the guy's name, but the like nephew Fox when he was in the red thing, were you also thinking of Toy Story? Yeah, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, that's literally what happens in Toy Story. Yeah, but like, I think I don't even know how much he has control over this, but his casting for movies. Is... Oh no, he does because a lot of these guys are reoccurring. Like Owen Wilson mm-hmm. is is the coach. Amazing. He yeah, yeah is amazing. Like. He, and also how he does it too each person he gets i can't imagine someone else playing yeah that role then. they're they're like so and it's just cool because it's like uh you know like bill murray plays uh he plays the weasel i believe mm-hmm. and yeah. like well you know he, he doesn't have a huge role but like mm-hmm. it, the attitude bill murray has and the attitude the weasel has is like something only he could do Mm-hmm. And it's not just because Bill Murray's one of the biggest movie stars. It doesn't mean Wes Anderson's going to give him the biggest role. I mm-hmm. think that's really cool. So, yeah, and it's like the same thing for Grand Budapest. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, he, I, I think because once again, like Tarantino does this that thing where he has like the same couple actors that mm-hmm. recur in all his movies, but like not as much as Wes Anderson. He really yeah. has like a, a, a select like five guys that are in every single one. The only other person who has more than that. Adam Sandler. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Though, Adam Sandler has like a group of like four. Mm-hmm. I think Wes Anderson may beat him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But no, he has Kevin James. Uh, he has David Spade, his wife, um, Drew, whatever her last name is. Um, yeah, Chris Rock. Um, Chris Rock's on all of his stuff. But he's in, he's in a decent amount. Um, he's in enough to be on the list. Who else is there? Fine. I know there's more, but I... You think so, Jim? I think so. You're wrong. Okay. 
I'm always wrong. Jim. Well, I, I mean, everyone you named, I believe, other than George Clooney, is in the Grand Budapest. Well, everyone that... Oh, oh yeah. you mean in the cast. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you named... I thought you were talking about people. all the people from the Adam Sandler movie. I was <laughs> like, what? Chris Rock is not in that movie. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the colors, the, the arcs, like you said, are all really good. It's funny. And uh, the end is incredible. Yeah, it is. I'm pregnant. Oh, really, John? Mm-hmm. Make a speech. Oh, God, I can't do speeches. Speeches were incredible. <laughs> but, yeah, and then when, you know, they're all living underground and all the shot and like there are a lot of unique shots like when they cut and it'd be like you know, half the grounds movie you can like see mm-hmm. and that was really cool so yeah and and the soundtrack i don't know yeah, how to yeah. mention that yeah the original was it score or soundtrack the score that was yeah. one and the score was really good but also like the soundtrack i looked it up it has a spotify of course it does <laughs> but everything does nowadays yeah the beach boys were in it the rolling stones and also when the rolling stones came up i was like that's where like all the budget went probably yeah our rolling stone songs i guess are like a, like a lot of money that doesn't surprise me are we not like not deservingly though yeah just use the beatles songs Boom. that are open mark um roasted open yeah. whatever are they there's a couple that are not many yeah i don't know but yeah um okay uh, and i also also just want to point out really quickly that like i i on letterboxd the rankings for when you know, people rank the wes anderson movies they're all over the place like people have this isn't surprising all over so it seems like these are really really well-made movies each one of them yeah from what i understand and it's like it just seems what comes down to your purse like yeah. uh, what you can you can can you put the picture of wes anderson on letterbox like when you go to his letterbox page in the video okay because it's funny he's like okay <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny uh all right all right ratings and reviews i give an a plus obviously a plus hmm 97 I'm going to give it 96. All right. All right. What is up, everybody? Today, we are going to be talking about the Grand Budapest Hotel by Wes Anderson as part of the Wes Anderson duo. Let's get into it. It's a 2014 film, and we'll start, we'll start with this cast. Stat. So I wrote down everybody that I know. Okay. <clears throat> Ralph Fiennes, Adrian Brody, Sasha Ronan, Tilda Swinton, Bill Murray, Edward Norton, Willem Dafoe, Jeff Goldblum, Owen Wilson, Tony Revo... Revo <laughs> I just Loro. think that's funny that you put him so low. He was all the way down there. He's the main character. Yeah, I know. Um, Jude Law, Jason Schwartzman, Harvey Cattell, and F. Murray Abraham. Absolutely stacked. It is. I'm, I was totally surprised by Tony's performance. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, same. I was like... Because this was like a couple years before Spider-Man 2. They, they got to give him more to do. I know. He... He got shafted after he did this in mm-hmm. Spider-Man. He's kind of like not in much anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, he did. He was amazing in it. I know. He he really killed it. I mean, everyone did, to be mm-hmm. honest. Uh, and it has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.1 on IMDb, which notably that Rotten Tomatoes is one lower. That's than you 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 rarely ever see that. Except yeah. well, except with movies that are ranked at like 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, usually we have like a six on IMDb or something. Oh no no, I'm saying um. The 92 is one lower than Fantastic Mr. Fox's 93. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Which I find interesting, which may spoil my thoughts, but mm-hmm. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, it is the most successful Wes Anderson movie, making $172.9 million on $25 million. Uh, once again, though, it only had a limited release. So uh, It was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, Best Cinematography, Best Editing, and it won Costume Design, Makeup and Hairstyle, uh, Score and Production Design obviously um 
Yeah. Oh, notably though, I think this is when you look it up. It's it's it it says it's adapted from something, but it obviously got the original screenplay nomination. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. I wonder, wonder yeah. what happened. Um, but I think it's very loosely if it is like, I feel that maybe he read something and then like, it's like one part of it and then he spiraled this entire like you know however long this movie is all, like two hour movie off of it so that. Mm -hmm. it, Technically, it probably falls in that weird like. Imagine if someone just said, "Imagine if there was a hotel," and that, that inspired he's Wes like, Anderson. He's like, then they're like, "You have to give credit to him." Yeah. Damn it. Um, but yeah, uh, notably the um, the hotel itself is a model, not too dissimilar to the models in Fantastic Mr. Fox, though it is very big. Like mm -hmm. it's huge. It's like the size of one person in terms of height, uh, and the mountain and everything that it's on, and the colors, man. It's so good. I know. Uh, I, th I like I said. I think it before like the warm like oranges and yellows and stuff, but like the whites and the pinks. Uh, mm -hmm. and that it looked kinda, very elegant. It was very elegant, and uh, like you said in the podcast section. By the way, check out the full podcast. Any realistic podcast. Uh, Ralph Fiennes kills it as mm -hmm. well as Tony, but like Ralph Fiennes played Voldemort like two years before this, three years before this, and you don't even eat, and like, it's like. He's just like this charming, mm -hmm. really, just, I mean, it's everyone so just kills it. Mm -hmm. And like the way that it almost feels, it does feel like kind of Tarantino-y in the sense that like, it, it feels like snapshots. Like yeah, we're yeah. following this two people, but as we go through, we're like going through, I mean, there's that Adrian Brody part. There's uh, the uh, Harvey Cattell part. It kind of also reminded me, who's the guy who did Trial of Chicago 7? Oh, how he makes his movies with their snap cuts and like the yeah, fast responses. Um, yeah, he did the social. Uh, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that as well. A little bit, yeah. But I just, I just mean that like as we follow them, we keep on like completely changing. Like the Tilda Swinton thing, where mm -hmm. she, she thinks like old grandma and like Ralph Fiennes like it's, uh, it's weird, but it's like so funny. And um, you get so much personality out of that too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and, and like, uh, it it's almost like I don't. Like, like we said for Fantastic Mr. Fox, it's like the people who play their roles, only they could. Mm -hmm. And it's like they absolutely kill it and like everyone's memorable. The fact that I can like tell you, even before the, I rewatched this, I watched it like early November and I could tell you what every single person does in this mm -hmm. movie. And, and the, the cast I named, it's like I could tell you what all of them do. Yeah. It's so crazy. This is one of the most memorable movies that I've seen. Honestly, period. This, this is really high up there for me now. I really yeah, enjoyed it. It was, and it's also one of like the funniest movies. Mm -hmm. And it's like funny in this different way, but it also has like a lot of heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, like I love the prison escape part. Yeah, <laughs> like, everything's so funny. Uh, the boy with the apple thing. Mm -hmm. It's all great. I just love how though, in like even the smallest little scenes, you get so much character development in those scenes. Yeah, yeah. And then and like you you hate the people that want you to hate like. Mm -hmm. Willem Dafoe, unfortunately, but my man, ah, oh, damn, and like Jeff Goldblum takes an mm -hmm. L here. Yeah, Poor Jeff, Jeff Goldblum never meant to take an L. This um, was the most like ordinary I've ever seen Jeff Goldblum talk ever. I just I think it's maybe maybe he's talking so weird, but like since everyone else is so absurd. Mm. Um, but I also it was so cool that I've never seen this before. How it like how it has like you start with the storyteller who goes into one timeline and then the other timeline and then mm -hmm. one into our main timeline. And it's like, they all change aspect ratios. That's absolutely genius. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen that before. I haven't seen it after only this movie, man. 
Yeah, I, I've, I haven't seen all Wes Anderson movies, but I'm guessing this is his masterpiece. Like, I would assume so. It's really, really good. Has he made a movie? Oh, he made Isle of the Dogs after this, right? And he has The French Dispatch coming out this year. Okay. Um, I don't put... I think that's it he's made after that. But, um, yeah, he, he has, he has like, 13 or 12, mm-hmm. 12 movies. Um, so, the scene where Ludwig slaps Zero was done for real 42 times until Wes Anderson was satisfied. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about with, like, you know, he was like, we're going to go down to, to the stop motion in, like, a sewer so that we can get that vibe. Mm-hmm. But, like, did he really have to make us slap him 42 yeah. times? I feel like he just wanted to abuse. And, like, I'm pretty sure, I don't know, I could be wrong, but I feel like Tony was probably a minor. Oh, probably. Because, like, I feel like if he's, like, 25 now or yeah, something. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like he's, like, 25. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> that's that's funny, though. We talked about that, like, last week, right? Before mm-hmm. or something? Whiplash. I really, I love the snappiness of this movie, though. Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's so fast-paced, and I think that every, like, when I think of something fast-paced, it's just, like, the stigma where it's, like, it can't be as good as something slow-paced. Mm-hmm. But, no, that's totally wrong, because you get, like, as much emotion on, yeah. like, the... Love story with Zero and Sasha Ronan and like uh, all that, so it it does it, it just makes it like super enjoyable. And the relationship, the bond between uh, Zero and Ralph. Exactly, it's so, so good. Um, so the entire cast, well, at least the ones that were consistently present, all stayed in the hotel together. So they they must got close. They really, yeah, they really got to bond. I guess mm-hmm. I feel. Hmm. I, I mean, I, I, like I said, this man is very committed to his movies. I guess he's like, you guys are staying together. But mm-hmm. they, I think they were in Germany, so I guess that would make sense. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know what would be the point. And, but, like, the real hotel owner, it ran. Everything was still running. So, like, certain shots where there's a clerk behind the desk, it's a real owner, <laughs> real clerks or something like that. So it's not always actors in the background. Um, so the studio, of course... This is another studio horror story, but they were trying to have the whole film in 185-1, the normal black bars mm-hmm. at the top thing. But he, but eventually Wes was able to convince him not to. And then not only did he change the aspect ratio, but each different bit or timeline has different brightness, different audio, and different fader settings. That's so interesting. He got to go all the way. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even realize that. I mean, it's like almost completely different mm-hmm. like files that are put together. So... And that, I think that's why it had a limited release. Because it's yeah. like, AMC couldn't have someone back there changing all this stuff consistently, I don't think. I'm just... It's, it was pretty successful, but I just can't believe... I wonder how many people actually know about this movie. A lot. It's a very popular movie in terms of... I mean, at least on, like, film. Kind yeah, of. like, a lot of people who know film. I'm just curious, like, how the average person... Let me see what letter, how many people watched it. Or not, I almost looked up the letterbox. I feel like everyone who has a letterbox knows this movie. I know, but it's a good sign of, like, to see how... Because if, like, let's say it says, like, 600,000 people have watched it on this, then you know that, I mean, it's a pretty... Because you know, not everyone knows about Letterboxd. Budapest. Budapest. I want to load. Hello? Can't see this. Oh, it has almost 900,000. Oh, So that's damn. a good sign. That I think this is a pop- popular movie. I, I mean, like maybe not anyone on the street could tell you, but I think there's a good chunk of movies we reviewed mm-hmm. that like were like, yeah, everyone knows this, but yeah. not everyone actually knows this. You know, you know what I think would 
I think movies that do this a lot, they take something that's not so serious and make it like hyper serious. Always ends up being a good movie. Like usually will end up being yeah, a good yeah. movie. Yeah, because this whole movie is like just everything's like inflated. Yeah, everything is like a surreal. Aspect and he takes his job so, so seriously. Like <laughs> it's, it's like... so funny. Well, uh, I didn't write this down, but like Ralph Fiennes, so the note that the notebook that he uses um, or has in the film originally didn't have any lines, but Ralph Fiennes had them go get a different notebook with lines because he thought that someone so precise and so detailed wouldn't have a notebook without lines in it. And that's another thing. Like the whole team was really. Mm-hmm. Like precise about small details and stuff like that, which I think pays off, especially on a rewatch. Uh, the boy with the apple painting is also seen throughout the different timelines. It's like in the lobby, it's in the mm-hmm. library at the beginning, and all that. So that's really cool. That's funny painting. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure is called like two lesbians masturbating in real life. Oh, that one. Yeah, it's a real painting. Mm-hmm. So um, there's also uh. So when Zero gives, like, the, the secret code to Agatha about, like, where it is and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, it's just English with, like, yeah, a couple yeah, letters. That. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's so funny. Like, stuff like that. It's, like, so small. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, I, like, I'm always curious who comes up with that type of stuff on a set. Like, is it the director? But I feel like that's something more the prop team would be, like. But also, that's something it could be I, I could it see could written into the script. Like, I don't know. Because it, it's not like, I mean, Zero's kind of a dumb character at some points, but he's not complete. He's mm-hmm. not like a total idiot. I think, I think that part when he goes up to the other uh, lobby boy and he's like, you're not properly trained was so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, yeah that makes some sense. Movie's like one of the funny, it's not, I think it's technically a crime comedy, but like, I guess that's accurate. But like the comedy is It's honestly, a comedy without trying to be a comedy. Yeah, I don't even, it doesn't even, yeah, it doesn't feel like. Because even though I love movies like Airplane and stuff, it's like, that feels like it's trying. This doesn't feel like it's trying in that same way. Um, And then George Clooney. Oh, actually, a lot. He does does make a cameo on this. He's part of, like, a a crew or something at, if you care, at one hour, 25 minutes, and 26 seconds. So I think Wes Anderson takes the cake for the amount of people because he even had George Clooney in here. Okay. Not, Not a major role, but, you know, Adam Sandler isn't giving all of his friends major roles in every movie. Yeah, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm I'm not I'm not trying okay. to hate okay. on Adam Sandler. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh. All right, that's all I have. Like I said, there wasn't much trivia, but yeah, mm-hmm. this is completely enjoyable. Like amazing film. Couldn't couldn't recommend it enough. It uh oh, like it's not it's I mean it's not like profound or anything mm-hmm. in like the sense like maybe the lighthouses, but it kind of is in like how I said that it, it you had haven't seen anything like this before. Mm-hmm. Or after it's so uniquely itself, just like Fantastic Mr. Fox. It feels deep without even being deep, you know. I know it doesn't. It doesn't feel like it's trying, mm-hmm. but it succeeds in almost like every aspect yeah. of it. And the characters are funny, funny moments, and the like cinematography. I'm so pissed this didn't win. Yeah, it's it did. It lost to Birdman, which I don't think it really deserved. Birdman's way. Is that the one with uh, Michael Keaton? Yeah, and, and it's a good movie. It's a good movie, but the cinematography is better. No, not the full. No, but I mean, I've seen like the trailer and I've seen bits from it, which I'm like, yeah, there's some like, creative cinematography, but this has, I'd say, more unique and better looking. So like, and like with aspect ratios, I feel like that's something that. Yeah. I mean, listen, the Academy. I don't. They're fucking they're wrong most of the time. I think they're wrong here though. I mean, I think this deserved the dub. The colors are so nice. Go watch Birdman, though, as well. Yeah, no, but to. cinematography isn't as good. Okay, but you have to watch Birdman. It's really good. I'm, it's on my list, John. Okay, okay. Anywho. Uh, ratings and reviews? 
A plus. A plus. Ninety-eight. Uh, I'm going ninety-nine. It's right there. It's right there. Who knows? Maybe on a third time I'll be like, "This is it." One hundred. Oh, this is my first time but, seeing it. But ninety-nine for now. Mm-hmm. But that's the video. We hope you enjoy. Check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Word Word Podcast. We also have the full podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts at Word Word Podcast. Um, like, subscribe. Help us get to hundred subscribers, please. Thank you for watching. Goodbye. Goodbye.